Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast. This week we're going to talk about the Dodgers retiring a number, baseball therapy, and emoji tears. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Brad, and as per the usual, we got Brig on my left. How are you today, Brig? I'm so good. How are you? Good. It looks like you're like in the abyss right this now. This is where I live, homie. You're almost you're almost just like literally a talking head. Like a floating Thank head. You. If you get like the right position, I notice that you can't see because your shirt's dark, oh. the dark background. Right. Yeah. If I do it like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the floating. <laughs> It's a great, powerful Oz. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway. Thank you all right, let's much. get into it. We have some news to talk about, some things, and then later we're going to get into uh, our monthly th- uh, therapy session with baseball therapy, and then we're going to present to you our power rankings that we call emoji tiers because we don't want to rank 1 through 30. Instead, we make it easier and just make tiers with the with the teams. So let's get started with this, Brick. First things first, the Dodgers – have decided to retire number 14 for Gil Hodges. Um, Gil Hodges, he's actually primarily a Brooklyn Dodger, which I thought was really cool that he played so many years in Brooklyn and they're still going to recognize him. I mean, I understand it's all the same franchise, that it was the Brooklyn Dodgers who moved and became the L.A. Dodgers. It wasn't like a, the Brooklyn Dodgers were defunct, and then in L.A. they're like, let's just use the Dodgers name. No, same organization, yeah. everything. In fact, he did make the move with the team in 1958. That's right. He posts a career war 43.9, over 7,000 at-bats, almost 2,000 hits, 370 home runs, batting average career 273. Um, Most people don't know some of this. Three-time Gold Glove winner, two World Series championships, eight-time All-Star Hall of Famer, and you'd think he was in the Hall of Fame since the dawn of the Hall of Fame. He was not. However, he was voted in in 2022 by the Culture Club, the Veterans Committee. Interesting. Yeah, and and that makes sense why they would just now be getting to retiring his number. Because I feel like a guy, if he's a Hall of Famer, it's an automatic, right? You automatically retire the guy's number. Um, Like the Mariners, the the only two numbers they have retired are Ken Griffey Jr. and Edgar Martinez, and they're the only two Hall of Famers, the only two Mariners Hall of Famers. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, something I thought that was super cool about Gil Hodges is that he went back to New York he and did. played for the Mets in 62 and 63. Yeah. And uh, the 1962 was the Mets' first season, so it's like he got to go back. And we have a fun fact Friday brig that you did that talked about the origin of the Mets colors. And one of them is a nod to the Dodgers. So it's, it's like he was kind of a part of that to me. Yep. And I think that's, that's super cool. I like that a lot. So good on the Dodgers and good on Gil Hodges for getting into the hall of fame. Um, yep, this is the 11th retired number in the franchise history, by the way. Nice. Who else do they have? Yeah. I, I didn't look. Pee Wee Reese, Tommy Lasorda, Duke Snyder, Jim Gilliam, Don Sutton, Walter Alston, Sandy Koufax, Roy Campanella, Jackie Robinson, and Don Drysdale. Nice. And Jackie Robinson is like legit for the Dodgers too. Correct, sir. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Excellent. 
All right, let's move on. We have kind of an interesting story coming out of Tampa Bay. Um, so there were five Tampa Bay players who chose not to wear their alt, their alternate Pride logos on Saturday night when they were doing Pride night. Uh, fitting with it being Pride Month and everything. Um, pitchers Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson uh, all decided they were not going to have uh, wear the jersey or wear the, the alternate rainbow logo, the patch on their on their sleeve. Or the hat so, as well. Or oh, yeah. oh they didn't wear it on the hat either. They didn't they 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 swapped it out for a non-pride flag hat and then they peeled the logo off of the sleeve of the jersey. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that part in the story. That's pretty intense. Um, yep. so is this Jason Adam who says this? So it's so it's a hard decision because ultimately we all said that we want uh, we all said what we want is them to know that all are welcomed and lo- welcome and loved here. He said, "This is according to Tampa Bay Times, uh, Mark Tompkin." So, uh, and then this is him down here as well, right, Brick? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he says, again. But when we put it on our bodies, I think a lot of guys decided it's just a lifestyle that maybe not that they look down on anybody or or think differently. It's just that maybe we don't want to encourage it if we believe in Jesus who's encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior, just like Jesus encourages me as a heterosexual male to abstain from sex outside of the confines of marriage. It's no different. Um. Anyway, Kevin Kiermeyer said... It's one of those things my parents taught me to love everyone as they are. Go live your life. Whatever your preferences are, go be you. Uh, so I thought that was actually great what Kevin Kiermeyer says. That Yep. He, Kevin Kiermeyer also said, he, he said, I can't speak for everyone who's in here, ostensibly referring to the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. But he says, obviously, this is a family-friendly environment here at a big league ball field. And we just want everyone to feel welcomed and included and cheer us on. doesn't matter what your views are on anything. Mm-hmm. yeah and i'm like amen <laughs> yeah and my thing too is like i don't understand it it's a patch dude yeah so if if the rays go out and they get a sponsorship from some organization that you don't agree with what they do for whatever reason um are you gonna rip the patch off next season right or whenever it is they get the patch for that sponsorship that's exactly like, are right. you going to take that kind of a stand? And then, but then that would, that would cost your team money. So they're not going to let you do it. So then are you not going to play? You're going to request a trade. It's a really do? slippery slope to start with this and showing that amount of disrespect for a group of people. And then like, where does it stop is my, is yeah. kind of my thing. And I mean, it's wildly inappropriate. It's, it's a patch dude. Like, come on. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. Also, come on, man. <laughs> like, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, this is not that we're not support. We're not asking you to support like a hate group. <laughs> you know, it's not. Yeah, this is this is just a group of people who are living a, a lifestyle that you disagree with. That's all this is. It has nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this is I, I was personally really bothered by this. I was, too. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, the, I was like, hmm, I don't I don't know it it was it really rubbed me the wrong way that these yeah. guys would go to this length to uh show such disrespect yeah right and like, and yeah. it's too bad like i don't know anybody's politics i don't care 
about politics at all. I never, you know, I never even get into politics. So for me, this is a human issue. This is nothing. Right. To do with politics. Exactly. Right. That's what I was gonna say. This isn't politics. This is human no, rights. This is a human thing. And yeah. the humanist in me is like bothered. <laughs> this doesn't represent me, but, but I have people in my life that this represents and I'm bothered friends, with family them. members, friends, yeah. family, all of the, all of the above. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we don't want this to get political. What we do want it to be is a, this is a human interest piece. So anyway, yeah, be so, humans. Yeah. Let's be good humans to each other together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Can we please exactly be right. humans together? <laughs> okay, and that includes right. speaking out however you want. I got it. Yep. Yes. Let's move off. To, let's move on to uh, Josh Donaldson real quick. So. Brig, <laughs> I think you saw this first. So he was disappointed the Yankees didn't back him in the and in the Tim Anderson kerfuffle. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> first off, Brig, why do you think the Yankees didn't back Donaldson in this? <laughs> hmm. Should I reference my previous point? <laughs> Let me count the ways. <laughs> yeah. No. It's so yeah. what. Oh. What's most interesting about this story is that when it first came out, it was implied or maybe it's just how i read it but he was he was upset that the yankees as an organization didn't back him didn't Mm -hmm. take his side or or come to his rescue or whatever he was expecting and then i further looked into it yeah (laughs) then i looked into it further and and it sounds like maybe either the story changed or my awareness of it changed and he was bothered that his buddies on the team didn't back him, not necessarily organizational standpoint, <laughs> but it, the other players on the team. And to me, that got even more ridiculous. I was like, "Come on, dude! Like you're being yeah. you're being almost pejorative on purpose, and you're being disrespectful." Well, it, it's one of those not it's even one of those blind. He's looking for blind loyalty, right? Like you, yeah. you guys are my teammates. You're supposed to back me up no matter what. Like, no, you were no. wrong. Yeah, you were wrong here. <laughs> So you need to accept your punishment because uh, that's you were wrong. Like all consequences. the way with that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, bud. Yeah. This isn't a benches clearing situation, but I hope that he brought it up in the clubhouse meeting and they all went, come on. Called him out on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really hope that's what happened. I, w- I, I would know. love to be a fly on the wall in that meeting. Oh my goodness. Wouldn't you? <laughs> Especially with a guy like Rizzo who has such clubhouse charisma and is capable Uh of of changing the dynamic of the clubhouse any way he sees fit sees necessary i would love to see what that looked like (laughs) yeah yes one thousand percent all right let's go a little bit lighter here break uh the angels have officially released their city connect uniforms we talked about it last week or two weeks ago about how there was a leak we weren't sure if it was legit turned out it was so here it Mm -hmm. is if you're watching on the YouTubes, we've got it right here for you. Um, I like these a whole lot. So for those of you Me not watching <laughs> on YouTube, it's kind of a cream uniform, top and bottom, which I'm cool with that. Like I, I've been harping on the gray and the white, but the cream pants is close enough to white that I think it looks good. And then they've got um, like a retro angels across the front. And then the hat is red with with a white panel in the front with it's the t- it's the traditional angels a with the halo. But the halo is silver instead yeah. of gold. And it looks way better. 
It's so it's good. Really good. I love it so much. And it's the same thing on the jersey, the halo. And then the number is a good touch right there. See the number? Oh. It's like a stretched out. It's like a wide diamond, baseball yeah. diamond, just the bases with the number inside of it. And I think it looks awesome. And don't forget the candy stripe on the left sleeve because that looks awesome. The left sleeve only, sir. And that yeah, is that's what I'm saying. The, the left sleeve. Yeah. The asymmetry of this uniform is what makes it. The whole thing is simple. The whole thing is muted and understated, but there are a couple of flashes of detail, a couple of flares of personality that really drive it home. And it allows the entire uniform to stand <clears throat> together. And it, it, it nothing outshines anything else. It's, it's excellent. It's it not is. too much anything. Yep. I totally agree with you. It's like it's like I'm forgetting Sarah Marshall. You know when uh <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. When he goes to learn yeah. go to learn how to surf in Paul Rudd is a surfing instructor. He's, no, do less. No, no, yeah. no, uh, you're too you're doing too much. Do less. Yeah. Like that's what it is with these city connect jerseys. Like, no, like with the Rockies. No, you're you're doing too much. Do less. Do less. Whoa, way too much. <laughs> yeah. You got well, you gotta do something. Okay, there you go. Okay. But that's just be easy. Look. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's exactly like what I feel like Nike did with the Angels, and it turned out just fantastic. Um, just so well, good. and I think I at first I was upset not to see too many high pants, um, but then I was like, "But it's it's Anaheim." <laughs> so like, yeah, they don't do that. They don't do that. No, there. it was perfect actually. Yeah. Even though yeah, I'm not many of the guys kind of do. a purist, but it was great. Yeah, I do. It prefer- totally has a beach bum vibe. It does. I do prefer the pants up, and I bet it would look really cool because I'm curious what those socks are. If they're straight red, or if they're, or if they're like candy striped with cream, which might look really cool. Yeah. Right? Or red stripe, red socks with cream colored candy stripe could be pretty cool. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, red with the cream colored candy stripe on. Them. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. could look really nice, really nice. It would look a yeah. lot like what the uh, what the Cardinals wear on a semi regular. Yeah. Basis. Very yeah. cool. All right, let's revisit the, the Rockies real quick. Speaking of City Connect <laughs> and the Rockies, let's revisit this. Okay, we saw these on the field this weekend, Brig. Did seeing them on the field change your opinion at all? Yeah. It did? I did, actually. For like, I hate the them more. Oh, they- no, I-, <laughs> I was I was I was expecting to just simply reinforce my opinion, but no, uh-huh. it 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 devolved and it was like mm-mm, mm-mm, yeah. mm-mm. they're not they weren't they're not good at all they're not good no i was actually surprised because i was listening to dan patrick this morning and they were talking about like oh they look so good they look cool like it's a cool little nod to the license way i'm like no it looks bad it looks it like looks a license really plate bad. it's too That's, much it's stupid and i maintain that it looks like something you would see in old man like beer league softball the fact somebody just designed on their lunch break and said send it in it's awesome and everybody's like yeah dude yeah, it's awesome dude <laughs> yeah so, what was uh, that scene from django unchained when the guy's like my wife spent all night cutting holes in these bags <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen that movie oh it's so good it's so good but he's like i don't like it when y'all sitting here disrespecting my wife she was up all night cutting holes in these bags <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, you gotta see that. It's I know it's time. been on my list forever to watch. I just said I haven't gotten to it. The anyway, list, Brig, yeah. is like <laughs> this long to watch. 
Uh, you're frozen. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, for the record, I, I saw Top Gun for the second time this morning. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, that I good, dropped huh? my kid off at daycare, and I went to the chiropractor, and I scooted on to the movie theater. <laughs> nice. Right I was on. like, wham, bam, I need more of that. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, so we have we have an update on something we talked about last week. We talked about how D- uh, Dallas Keiko got DFA'd by the White Sox. Well, he cleared waivers and he signed with a team today. He did. Yes. Today he signed with the Arizona Diamondbacks. He signed a minor league deal. Um, I didn't see any details on what they plan to do with that, whether they are going to send him to the Reno Aces or if they're going to bring him up and have him be out of the come out of the bullpen or what they're going to do. Um, Quite honestly, I feel like this is a good move for the Diamondbacks because their bullpen has kind of been a problem, kind of really yeah. been a problem, right? Yeah. So, so if they have him come out of the bullpen, that is a great arm. That's a great arm for them to come in and do one or two innings of work a couple times yeah. a week. Yeah, a little bit of a longer relief. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he could be a good addition, even if they have him start, because I know they have somebody who's out, uh, somebody who's injured right now. I'm trying to think of who it is. Um, but it's one of their starters is out. So even if he comes in and fills in for him for a little mm-hmm. while, mm-hmm. it could. It's not Mad Bum, is it? Is he still out? Uh, no, he pitched yesterday. Okay. Um, but I'll tell you what, he would be a great like clubhouse presence, veteran influence type. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, not that they're a young team by any means, but they right. it's just going to be more maturity in the clubhouse. Can't beat that. Yeah. Oh, it's Zach Davies. Zach Davies is out right Zach now. Davies. There you go. Yeah, it was like there's the whole thing about how his wife came out about him leaving her, ghosting her, and everything. And then oh, he, I forgot about that. And then he played horribly. <laughs> and then he hit, <laughs> and then he went on the IL. <laughs> Mental health is real. Okay. <laughs> it it is. I mean, that's a, like that's like a Tiger Woods thing right there. That's what that is. No doubt. But yeah. You know, so. So they have that going on right now. But, yeah, so maybe Keiko will come in and start right away. I don't know. He could. He totally could. So, all right. Last thing, or second to last thing here before we move on. Um, we found out that there was a rule we talked about legitimately two years ago, mm-hmm. more than two years ago, <laughs> was quietly put into place. <laughs> Nobody yeah. knew except for the umpires, apparently, and Buck yeah. Showalter, of course, because that's something Buck Showalter would know about. Gets it in good his, old Buck. Yeah, but he gets <laughs> it in his newsletter every day in his mailbox, not his inbox, his mailbox. Yeah, um, yeah, with the flap. <laughs> yes, yeah. He might have his dog bring him the bundle of you know elastic wrapped mail. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently. We found out that you can't have a position player pitch unless Rob Manfred says it's okay. And Rob Manfred says it's okay <laughs> if there's a six-run differential in the game. Yeah. So, yeah. like, we were, we were talking about this. I was like, oh, yeah. And I brought that up. I was like, wasn't that, like, two years ago? And Brig, <laughs> Briggs' confusion and utter disbelief was like, did we? <laughs> uh. But Which is how out. every single person except Buck Showalter felt yes. when this happened. Even Dave Roberts was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> Even the umpires are like, um, 
okay, we checked on it with New York, and like, I guess it's I guess it's real. <laughs> Let me get my manager. I don't know. <laughs> Let me call the union. That's pretty much how it went down. It's so funny. <laughs> but Roberts, after they told him he couldn't put in a position player to pitch in a five-run game, was like, "Yep, they're right. That's fine." Um, but man, it's so it, it's so funny. Just the, the tiny <laughs> little things that happen. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Because that's baseball season. That's there you go. All right, Brad. You said you had some kind of observation you kept secret until now. I'm very excited. To hear I do. About I do have an observation. And Brig, you know what it is? Hmm. Mustaches. Oh. Mustaches are making a resurgence in Major League Baseball. Have you noticed this? Yes, and I, I know why. I know why too. Why? What? My theory is nasty Nestor's success mm. that's what i think it is everybody's like man Nestor is Nestor cortez is lights out and he's got that killer mustache so you know who showed up on the mound tonight with a mustache who robbie ray get out of here i will not I'm yeah he, it. <laughs> he's straight up <laughs> he has a killer mustache today, and he gave up. He's uh, he gave up four runs tonight, but he got some really good run support. So I'm all right with that. It's still a pretty good, pretty good outing for him. Um, but yeah, he he came out with the mustache, and I think the power of the stash uh, limited the Astros. Limited the Astros to four runs over five innings. So yeah. I'm I'm good with it. But Matt Carpenter had debuted a mustache this week or yeah. last week, right? And he's hit what five home runs and seven at bats. Yep, four at bats, something like that. It's all of the at bats with as many home runs as possible. Yes, <laughs> that's that's I, the statistic. I think, officially, I think, I think the mustache is going to overtake the beard as the facial hair of choice in Major League Baseball. It's not yeah. going to be. It's not going to be too long before that happens, and it's going to be because of Nestor Cortez. See, it's funny you say that because I was talking to a friend today about the mustache and okay she attributed it entirely to top gun oh okay who she said so, that it's a really widespread trend that's going around and a lot of dudes are trying to pull off just the mustache so that they've shaved so who, off their beards so who has the mustache it's not goose's son is it it is it is okay yep and that's Maybe. all i'll tell you but they apparently yeah. I mean, just Shady Rays uh, released a set of aviators. They call them the Navigators. I bought a pair, and they're great. And everybody's wearing aviators and sporting a mustache, a pair, or a pair of mustaches, as they say. (laughs) Oh, is it a pair of mustaches? It's a pair of mustaches. (laughs) I see. I like to call it a mustachio. A mustachio. I think you but, might need to have a curl at the end for that to be the case. <laughs> well, I do when I call that's that is how I refer to my mustachio when I curl it like that. Yep. Yep. But when I handlebar it, yep, it's a mustachio. Um, but that was actually something else they were talking about on Dan Patrick this morning. They're like, our bomber jacket's going to come back for sure. They will because the aviators sure are. Yep. I think it's all related. I think you're right. I think you're more right than I mean. I I think part of it has to do with Nestor Cortez. And I think mm-hmm. the Giants did Mustache May, from what I remember reading, uh, even uh-huh. today. Yeah, but yeah, 
But yeah, so th- it's the same with the the mullets and the faux hawk from like a couple of years ago. Everybody mm-hmm. had a faux hawk, and now everybody has a mullet. Everybody, and it's all across Major League Baseball. Yeah. Well, I think Chris Bryant was one of the first ones to have a mullet. He had one a few years ago, right? Yeah, and Chuck Nasty for sure. Oh yeah, and his is just that. Just nasty. That's exactly what it is. I'm getting one. <laughs> I've decided. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. I would have to sport the skullet if I was going to go with the mullet. <laughs> the skullet is <laughs> is quintessential in some countries. I guess so. But hey, let's take a quick break when we get back. Um, I'm going to jump on the couch for this month's edition of Baseball Therapy. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. We're excited to bring you this episode of Baseball Therapy. Brad has come to the office today, and he's going to be on the couch. Brad, what are your concerns this month? What brings you here today? My concerns, Brig. Can I call you Doc? Sure. (laughs) My concerns, Doc, are with umpires. And one of my big concerns is, I mean, I can let's look at this real quick from yesterday before we get too deep into this. Okay, this was the Mariners against the Rangers. The Mariners ended up winning this game, six to five in extra innings. However, if you look at this, uh, the way that the umpire called the game, it was it gave the Rangers two and a half runs. That's mm. a lot. That is a lot of runs. And if you look at the second pitch. Uh, number two, out, that's outside for a right-handed batter, in particular one named Julio Rodriguez. He got up in the top of the third inning with the bases loaded, and that mm. was a call, the called strike three. He went down. He didn't even t- he didn't even swing at any pitch in, at that, in that at bat because they were all of that nature off the plate, and especially that third strike was – and, you know, they say if it's borderline, you got to swing, but at the same time, if it's not a strike, you don't want to help out the pitcher, Right. Of course. So it's kind of like, where do you draw the line, you know? But a guy like Julio Rodriguez, he goes down looking a lot because he keeps getting these horrendous strike calls. Yeah, this now, is a concern you've brought up before. Yes. And my big thing, Brig, is that nothing, nothing in sports makes me want to turn off a game more than bad officiating. Hmm. Nothing at all. So I'm a little worried that I might be headed down a road where I can't watch baseball anymore if the officiating continues to get this much worse. Do you have any suggestions Mm -hmm. about what I can do? Well, I have a couple of questions first. Okay. Your team won. Right. Yes. And this time. Yeah. And this has been a problem with their success in the past. Yes. Is that Mm -hmm. not, is that not true? That is very true. I mean, like I said, particularly Julio Rodriguez, the beginning of the season, the first month, he was called out more on strikes than anybody in the league, and yeah. more than half of those were outside of the zone. I'm sensing some frustration. I mean, 
you've made that clear, but I don't think you've really explored how frustrated you are by this. I think you're really, you're holding it in. Are you, why are you, why are you holding yourself back so much? Maybe because I love to watch baseball so much. Like I said, I, it makes me want to turn the game off. Yeah. Right. What keep, what keeps you from turning it off then? Maybe an addiction. <laughs> that's an interesting it's an interesting word to throw around or you let's let's keep that as an option but i don't i don't know if we need to go there just quite yet <laughs> okay Do you how does it make you feel when you hear the word addiction come out of your mouth it's a uh when it comes to baseball i feel pretty okay with it because i know it could be worse right <laughs> i mean what what's worse what what does worse look like as far as being addicted to anything sure. or baseball. Well, it's up to you. What do you think? Where um, did your mind go when you said it could be worse? I could have a gambling problem. <laughs> yes, yes you that. could. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> bring I'm not fortunate. betting on spring training baseball games. <laughs> not yet. No, no, but you <laughs> promised that you would bring it to my attention if you ever did. I would. I would let you know the day that I place a bet on a spring training baseball game. <clears throat> That's outstanding. That's outstanding. Okay, so you, you may have what you're terming a harmless, is that fair to say? Harmless addiction? Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. Okay, so you have a harmless addiction to the sport. Is it disrupting your daily life in any way? I don't think so. Um, that's good. So in general. I, yeah, like I feel like I mean, we turn it on when the kids are home. We're all hanging out at night before bed, things like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take me away from anybody or anything. I can turn okay. it on while I'm working and continue to work. How Maybe easily can you turn it off but... when the need arises? If I need to turn it off, I can. And does it linger in your mind when you need to turn it off? Or does it... Only the Mariners games. Only Mariners games. Mariners games, which are problematic due to the officiating. Yes, and also injuries. Right. Which one but, grinds your gears a little bit more? Injuries oh, or definitely bad officiating? the officiating. Definitely the bad officiating. So when was the last time you turned off a game before its conclusion because of bad officiating? Three weeks ago. Okay, tell me how that went. After after you turned it off, what happened? I was in a bad mood the rest of the night. Oh. All night long, I was in a bad mood. Okay. So because would it, you, go ahead. Oh, just because the officiating was so bad. I mean, there's we we've seen it all season, Brig, that the there are calls they're not. I would say one can't even say consistently off the plate because one pitch is literally a ball. The next pitch, the exact the next pitch, exact same pitch, exact same location is a strike. Yeah. And the thing that's frustrating is that Major League Baseball doesn't seem to care too much because. It hurts, hurts the game, hurts the product, it hurts the growth of the game, because like I've I've almost given up watching the NBA because officiating is so bad. Yeah, I have a hard time watching the NFL because officiating is inconsistent and bad. Yeah, and, and they keep changing want, the rules. <laughs> yeah, and they keep changing the rules. So how yeah. can the how can the officials keep it straight? But right, I don't want that to become baseball. That I can't watch baseball because the officiating is so bad, and that's why I'm, I'm so like avidly pushing for robot umpires. Let me take this a different direction. How, how do you feel 
when you listen to radio baseball? Hmm. That's a great point because I can't see the strike zone. It's more, it's much yeah. more relaxing, much more relaxing listening. Cause I have to take the, how to take the broadcaster's word for it. Right. In, indeed. If they yeah. say that was a little off the plate, I have to take their, cause they could say a little off the plate and it could be three feet away. I don't know. It's just, it's, it could, they could be pulling the, uh, the Bob Uecker, right? Just a yeah. bit outside. Just, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. They could. Yeah. <laughs> when it's at the backstop. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's another way to engage with these games that doesn't disrupt your life and and still keeps you, you know, emotionally balanced. <laughs> I think you're right, Frick. I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> that might that be way a you solution. Can, you can feed your harmless addiction. I would just I'm just asserting if this is harmless, you know, you take it or leave it. But when I when I propose that you spend more time listening to baseball games versus watching baseball games and you know what it how it affects you i mean how does that make you feel the idea of listening more than i do watching? like listening to games that's typically what i do do during the day when i have to work anyway as i turn it on so the so the video uh so the visual is not a distraction right yeah yeah i do the same yeah. thing yeah so i'm not opposed to it i do like radio broadcasts in fact teaser everyone baseball family we're going to be rating radio broadcasts here coming up in an several weeks or months because <laughs> well, we want to go through and listen to all of them. <laughs> yeah. So I think, but <clears throat> how do you feel now? I you like feel, that. Any relief that actually makes you feel a lot better because I was like legitimately like worked up about it. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, easy to get worked like, up about for real. That's not me playing. A, that's not me playing a character or anything. I was legitimately <laughs> yeah. worked up about <laughs> coming into this thing, but it makes me feel a lot better. I think that's a good solution. Brig, listen to more games, watch less. Well, or maybe when you feel the tides turning that way, you can turn off the visual and turn yeah. on the radio. Maybe split right. it both ways. I mean, it doesn't have to be all or nothing, black and white, said the pot to the kettle. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it could be could be gentle with ourselves, and it could be in the middle. <laughs> I think you're right on there. I think that's a great way to go. I like it. Mm-hmm. Good. Outstanding solution to... Uh, Pretty severe problem, Brig. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you. Okay, I want to tell you this and we'll wrap up. So, uh, when I was, <laughs> I'm going to lean back forward for this. So, I'm a huge Trailblazers fan, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, in the, it would have been the 09, maybe the 2010 NBA playoffs. The Blazers were playing against the Rockets and something happened that was just like so absurd and it was it was officiating an official made it what i thought was a really really bad call and yeah I, my frustration to that point had been so pent up that i stood up i wanted to smash the coffee table in front of me but i knew that that was not an option because my wife was sitting there i would have gotten in big trouble so <laughs> we're in eastern idaho very wise <laughs> in may which no sorry eastern idaho in march right? March yeah. or April. I don't know. Either way, it's cold outside. It's like five degrees outside at night. And Brig, I was so mad. The only thing I could think to do was pull my shirt off over my head, throw it across the room, and walk outside. I took a lap around our townhouse. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's just sitting on the couch. She, I came back. She's like, you okay? <laughs> I am now. 
So what I'm hearing you say is that you have experience managing difficult emotions and that you have experience <laughs> dealing with them in, you know, in acceptable or appropriate ways. And I think that that's experience you need to remind yourself of and build on when you get into these situations again. And now you have another tool. You're right. You're right. Thanks. Check Doc. back in in a month it. and see how it goes. Yeah, you're welcome. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll be back with the uh, with the uh, emoji tears. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports, from current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the Nonther Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family, to the Baseball Taylor Podcast. Today we're going to talk about, uh, our, we call them emoji tiers. They're essentially power rankings. Uh, for those of you who like to go through and read power rankings on other websites, things like that, we have them here. We do tiers because it's hard to go like, eight through 12 right like it's it's really fluid like through those through some of those areas so i like to just bunch them together um and we call them emoji tiers because they're organized by emojis to review we have the top top tier is our diamond and then next after that we have our heart because those are teams we love and then our middle tier is a question mark those are teams we're not too sure about and then we have our thumbs down tier and then the bottom tier is the poop emoji is the poop tier because those teams are poop okay all right brig um let's have you <laughs> let's have you did you lead off last month or did i i don't know let's have you lead off this month and whatever happened last month go ahead and go first okay where, where do you want me to start Start with, let's start at the top. So let's go with your diamond. All right. My diamond, I've got the Yankees, Mets, and Dodgers. Okay. And and there's something to think something to think about with these that is I feel like is crucial is that if you're watching on YouTube, Brig has the Dodgers at the top. There is no particular order in these tiers. They are just bunched together in a group. Kind of right. like an electron. An electrod field, if you will. Anyway, <laughs> so. I love that voice. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've got the, the Yankees and Mets and the Dodgers. I'm surprised by the Dodgers. They were swept by the Pirates, which makes literally no sense to me. And uh-huh. yet they remain in the diamond field. So if these were ranked, they would the Dodgers would not be able to be number one just for that right. reason. <clears throat> but since they're not, it's fine. But that's they they're that good. They got swept by the Pirates in Chavez Ravine and they remain in the diamond category. Okay. How about you? Where's your diamond um, at? I can respect that and I can understand it. However, um, oh. given the events of the last few weeks and really like this really throughout May, um, I'm replacing the Dodgers with the Astros in mine. Oh um, we've got the Mets and the Yankees as well. Mm-hmm. The Astros are who we thought they were. Uh, they're, they've come back to be the team we thought they were going to be. For some reason, they had that really bad slow start. But at the same time, here they come. And, Brig, they're up there. They're like top four or five in Major League yeah. Baseball with their record. They're going to run away with the AL West, just like we thought they were going yeah. to. Yeah, um, It just took them a little bit to get started, and now they're never going to look back. That's just the way it's going to be because they're that good. I do feel like they're a top three team. Um the Dodgers, to me, are a little bit too up and down to be considered a top three team right now. Like when it comes time for the playoffs, you still don't want to see them. 
right? Nobody no, wants to you, play you, them. Yeah, right. But yeah, Houston has 35 wins going into Monday night. Right. So that's that's pretty darn good to me. That's they're actually a game. No, they're they have the same record as the Dodgers going into Monday night. Yeah, they do. So, they have the same record. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the Yankees got off to a rough start as well. But an interesting thing about the Yankees is that um, in the in the franchise history, when they've started with a record this good, they've won the World Series. So that's pretty interesting. Well, I heard today that they're on pace to finish. I want to say like just behind the L1 Mariners for yeah. best record. Like they're on pace to finish pretty close to 116 wins, yep. uh, which is a pretty big deal. So it's a huge deal. All right, Brig, give us your heart emoji tier. So this is where the Astros fall for me, and they're solid number four, even though we're not ranking them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also going to include the Cardinals, the Blue Jays, Brewers, Padres. Tampa Bay Rays, Twins, and Giants. A couple of uh, justifications here. The Cardinals, if you combine Paul Goldschmidt, Tommy Edmond, and Nolan Arenado, those are three players of the entire National League's top five leaders in war, and they're all on the same team. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So even though their record might not reflect the – you know, them putting I putting them as high as I have, because um, they would be in that t- you know top five, maybe top eight at the lowest for me right now. That's that's part of why um, I can't believe Tampa Bay's pitching is continuing to come to the rescue despite um, some of the injuries and stuff that they've had. I've got I wrote down pitching coming into the rescue while the depth chart pumps water out of the bilge. Because that's how I feel about it. (laughs) And then the Giants, I really want to see how they handle the Dodgers in this upcoming series before I'll know whether they really belong in the heart or if they're going to drop down into the next tier for me. But I've I've got them at the bottom of my heart emoji tier uh, for right now. That's San Francisco. But I got to see how they handle L.A. Yep, I agree. Agree with you on that because I have the Brewers, Padres, Twins, Cardinals, Rays, Blue Jays, Giants, and swap out the Astros for the Dodgers. Dang, um, dang! Like I said, the Dodgers are still a really good team. They belong. Yeah. If they're gonna, if you're gonna put somebody at the top of this, at uh, the top of this tier, it's gonna be the Dodgers. They're the best. Yeah. They're the best team in the group. I just need to see more consistency out of them. You cannot get swept by the Pirates. I'm sorry. Nope. No, it's not it's... what great teams do, especially especially at home that yeah oh man so 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 bad yeah um and i feel like like it's a special kind of bad (laughs) (laughs) it really is and i (laughs) i agree with you on the cardinals like you gave us you gave us the numbers on the war but i feel like the cardinals are a better team than what their record shows um yeah they have they have a good run differential they're plus 54 um they've they've got the talent certainly like you demonstrated and uh, who was it? there? Was somebody? Oh, the Rays. The Rays. My big thing with them is they're only a plus eleven run differential, and we saw last year run differential doesn't mean a whole lot because the Mariners missed the playoffs literally by like an hour and a half. Yeah, um, and they had a negative run differential. Yeah, exactly. But so what matters, Brig, is fun differential. That's what we learned from that. Fun differential. That's exactly <laughs> right. Well said, sir. Well said. <laughs> But I think the Brewers are the cream of the NL Central. 
which automatically oh, puts yeah. them in this in this tier. They're they're a really good team. Craig Council does they're such a great job really, with them. He, and, quietly, and that's yeah, that's what's fun about the NL Central is you've got the the Cardinals and the Brewers, and they just do their mm-hmm. thing, and they're really good yep. at it, and they always are problematic for other people. It's great. Yep, exactly right. That'll be a great okay. division race to watch. Yes, it will. Getting down in September and late August yeah, into September is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Okay, yeah. Brig, let's get into your question mark tier. How's that? Okay, yeah, I've got the Angels because who are they? They've lost 11 in a row. <laughs> what in the yeah. heck? Is going on in Anaheim? I have no idea. But in that same question mark group, I've got the Braves with their weird strikeout problems, the Phillies who fired their skipper in the middle of the season, um, and then the won D-backs. what three in a row? Yeah, exactly. And they're like the 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 new existing manager, whatever the interim manager is. Like we've got some young talent. We really need to get these guys some reps. And bam, it's working. So uh, that's super exciting. The D backs are a thorn. I've also got the White Sox, the Marlins, Rangers, and Mariners. I did not expect the Rangers to be in this in this category. No, I agree with you. Yeah, the Rangers are kind of strange. But <laughs> what's <laughs> what's the other? Sorry. <clears throat> um, what's a, what's one of the other teams in here you did not expect to see in the question mark? Uh, I thought the Mariners would be doing better by now. I did too. Um, in fact, let's, let's go over to mine real quick. Mm -hmm. So I have the angels because like you said, who knows what they are because they got off to that really hot start and they lost 11 in a row, 11 in a row now. And it's like, you could do this all over again throughout the season and finish at 500. You're one game under 500 right now. They could finish at 500 and miss the playoffs despite everything. So the angels, Who knows what you're going to get from them? They could be they could be really bad. I don't know. But then I've also got the Red Sox, the Phillies, the Phillies for all the aforementioned reasons for sure. Braves, the Guardians, the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, and the Mariners. So I the other day, if you'd asked me last week where I had the Mariners, I would have had them down in the thumbs down. Yeah, uh, thumbs down tier because they were playing really really bad throughout May. But then sure. you go and like the way that they ended May and the way they're playing right now, they've won three series in a row. They've got the Astros at this very moment. They're up five to four in the top of the ninth. Sergio Romo got out of that jam break that I was telling you about. Nice. So, That's awesome. For once he got out of it. Um, the D backs <laughs> without like giving up free bombs or whatever. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> without giving up a bomb. Uh, the D backs are going to continue to be a thorn in people's side. I don't know that they're necessarily going to contend. They might finish around 500 and be a spoiler at some point. Um, sure. The one for me, though, that's really surprising is the Cubs. The Cubs yeah. are not great. I dare say not good, but they have so much talent. They have so much no, young sure. talent they brought up into this season that as those guys get more experience, they could really be a problem in the second half. They, I don't know if they'll make a run. I don't know if they'll make a run at the wild card, but they're going to no gonna ruin some team seasons by beating them, I think, in the second half. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, Interesting. The other one is the Red Sox. The Red Sox got off to a brutal start, absolutely brutal. terrible, and then the Mariners came to town, and ever since then they've been super hot. So, yeah, but they're fifteen games back. Well, that's in the AL East, though. That's to the yeah, Yankees I know, who have but... the best record in baseball. That's all relative. I know it is. They're but sitting I, at five hundred st- right now. I know. I still see it. 
Part of it's my bias. Go to my go to my thumbs down because that's where I put the All Red right. Sox. Yeah, you're right. So it could be it could my very thumbs well be, down. Be bias. <laughs> it's it's bias. I think everybody knows that that's that's going to happen a little bit. I try to keep it cool, but it's going to happen a little bit. Here's my issue uh, with the Red Sox right now is Bobby Dahlbeck. I need more points in my fantasy team. I got stuck <laughs> with Bobby Dahlbeck. The dude is not performing for me, and that, therefore he ends up in the thumbs down category. He also takes everybody else with him. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so that's why I picked the Red Sox in the thumbs down. <laughs> Cleveland's baseball team, Cleveland's unnamed baseball team, is here in the thumbs down category. I also put the Cubs here with the Pirates, the Orioles, Rockies, Tigers, and Nationals. Now, the Tigers, the only reason they're this high <laughs> is because of Miggy. Everything <laughs> else is is not going very well. They did beat the Yankees a couple of times, and that is a big deal, so they get some points there. But then the Nationals, the reason the Nationals are this high as well is because I have to have three other teams in the lower category, A. <laughs> and B, I think that what happened is when, when they finally came out and said, we are not going to trade Soto, he loosened up a lot and has been doing much better. And I think... That is going that is going to ripple a little bit, not enough to make them a good ball club, but a little bit through, uh, through between here and the break. I don't know what will happen then. Of course, maybe they will trade him, and they just wanted to take the pressure off. Who knows? Um, but you got to anyway, restore that I trade value, which I I don't think any exactly. of his struggles would have hurt it. But still, at the same time, you got to be able to see that a guy could still still play well. So right. So this could have been a strategic move. Take the pressure off. I think there's a chance of that. That's all I'm saying. Could be. You could be right. All right. My thumbs down. I've got the Reds, the A's, the Rangers, Marlins, Orioles, Tigers, White Sox, and Pirates. Now, I said I said last week that was it on Thursday night when we were talking on our live rig, or was it Monday? Either way, last week I said that I think that the Rays are gonna pull out of this, out of that terrible start. Don't get me yeah. wrong, they've already lost the division. They lost too many games. They've lost the division. But they're heating Who? up. The Reds. Oh, the Reds. Yeah, they yeah. beat the crap out of uh, – who did they play tonight? D- Arizona. Arizona they played. Yeah, they beat them 7-0. to It was Granted, it was yeah. only seven innings because it was a weather-shortened game. But still, they shut them out. They put up seven runs on them. And yeah. they've been doing that more lately. Yeah, they, I agree. They're winning games. They've been winning series. And I think if they continue to just stay consistent, win every two out of win two out of every three, win a series, win three series in a row, four series in a row, something like that, like they'll be in the conversation as being like, you know what, they have something to build on last or build on next, next year. year. Yeah, I agree. That they could really gain some momentum and have some positive change and, and put things in a positive direction for next year. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I said, this year it's done. It's over. They lost too many games, but. I think they can build a strong foundation and things can go really well for them the rest of this year. They can play really strong spoilers and be a problem for contenders into August and September, probably even. Um, Mm. This is where I put the Rangers. I watched the Rangers this weekend and they just don't look good. I'm sorry. Uh, The Mariners blew a game against them on Saturday and uh, the Rangers are not a good team. Like Marcus Simeon is underachieving. Corey Seager looks like he just doesn't care and the pitching is terrible. So. Except for what Martin Perez, he's pitching out of his mind. Right, yeah, like Perez. Yeah, Perez has the best had the best ERA in the league going into Sunday's game, 
But yeah. other than that, like, and I even told, I so I was watching the game with my uncle and my cousins, and I told them, I was like, we just got to get into the bullpen and things will be fine. Yeah, and they true. did. The Mariners got into the bullpen and things were fine. They ended up winning the game. But yeah. no, it's the Rangers are a mess right now. And like I said, no. Corey Seager just doesn't even look like he wants to be there. He looks like he made a mistake. <laughs> He's not engaged. Yeah. He's still hitting, <laughs> but he looks like Anthony Rizzo did last year, right? Still playing well. Yes. But he's yeah. just like, ugh, it sucks. It sucks yeah. to lose. So makes you wonder um, if his brother will come back just to boy him up because they all take anybody at this point. I don't That'd think he will. The the Rangers reached out to him at the begin uh before the season started. Yeah. yeah. To see if he'd come back and basically told him he'd rather fold laundry than play for them. So Yeah, I know, but now but what I'm saying is if it would if you were him and you saw your brother hurting so bad, would you go in and and pick it up? At least be there. Because it at this point they're playing sandlot baseball, right? So it's like, oh, let's go make some money and uh get no, one last hurrah honestly, and play with so my there's brother. A couple there are a couple things with that. First, I feel like I feel like Kyle Seeger has an injury. I think he has an uh, elbow injury. And I think that's part okay. of the reason he retired because he missed a few games last year with, with his elbow issues. And uh, I think that might be one of the reasons he retired instead of trying to find another team. And second, he lost so much in Seattle, there's no way he wants to go to Texas and, and keep losing because baseball sucks when you're yeah. losing. Yeah. It's a yeah, miserable it's... experience. So I don't I don't think he would want to come out of, out of retirement. Not for that. Maybe if they yeah. were winning, like if they showed that they were capable of winning and winning a lot and contending and making the wild card, maybe. But at this yeah. point, no, he's not going to go play for that team. No matter how well yeah, he gets when yeah. he's there. Yeah, you're right. So, hmm. all right, let's go to the poop, the poop tier. Who you got, Brig? This is where I put the Reds and the mm-hmm. Athletics and the Royals. And it's really sad. the The best part about the Royals being in the poop column is that Andrew Benintendi could move somewhere else. Oh, they could move him. You're right. I hadn't thought about that. I don't think they'll move Bobby Witt Jr. No, no, no. He's um, their future. Yeah, but I think I can see them moving Benintendi to a contender, uh, cashing in some trade chips or you know, player to be named later or something like that. Um, and just making it a just another building block, but but then another team who's a contender could really swoop in and pick up a, a terrific outfielder, and it could be great. I just think playing for a bad team, he's not having any fun either. Just like you said with the Rangers, so I think uh, this is good for Benintendi's future potentially, and that's about the only silver lining coming out of Kansas City right now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right because I too have the Royals in my poop tier, but I also have the Rockies and I have the Nats. Mm. Yeah. Um, like you said, cause you said that the Nats for you were like borderline, right? Right. Uh, yeah. I would yeah. put, if I could have four teams here, I would put them there. Yeah. And the Rockies for me, like it's not just the city connect. It's that <laughs> they, they aren't winning. Like they're bad. Right. No. Like, yeah. Against the Marlins last week, they gave up 27 runs in one day over two games in a doubleheader. Yes, they did win the second game, but at the same time, they gave up 27 runs in a 12-hour period. That's That's a lot. That's just wrong. That's That's, so bad. That's almost as bad as London. (laughs) Yeah. That is almost as bad as London. But as one team doing it. Man. I know. So I've got the Royals rocking Um, their down in my poop. Poop tier. Well, and is Chris Bryant even 
like suiting up anymore. He, I think he's still on the IL. I think so too. That he's not playing yet. So that's a problem. Yeah. It will continue to be a problem. And I don't know that his bat or his clubhouse presence will necessarily do anything to pull oh, him out no. of it either. No, I don't think his clubhouse presence is worth its weight in stinky socks, honestly. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, they're 23 and 31 going into Monday, which is better than, like I said, better than the Reds, uh, better it's than better the A's, than better than the Royals. But they're just, the Royals, yeah. They're so bad. I feel like part of the reason they have so many wins is because they did go on a little bit of a streak last month. But at yeah. the same time, like they're not playing good baseball. They're a minus 63 run differential break. Yeah. And they're like 75 games back or something. Yeah, they're already eliminated from the from the division. They're Math, games mathematically back. eliminated. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before we get out of here, though, Brig, we forgot to do the weekly fantasy baseball update. Oh, got to do it. So let's do that. And then we'll get what's that? Yeah, do it. Send it. Okay. All right. So we're going to do that and then we'll get out of here. Okay. So this is the week eight matchup. Let's start from the bottom this week. Let's start with the Harrisburg Charlies. That's John Mullins and not another fantasy team. That's Jason. Jason won that one 540 to 384. Holy moly. Dude, 100 holy triple digits from Pete Alonzo last week. Four home runs over the week. Drove in eight runs. Then John's top performer was Reese Hoskins at 70. Now, to give you some perspective on why Jason won by so much, Reese Hoskins had 70 points. Like I said, that was John's top performer. And then Jason had Ryan Mountcastle next in line with 81 points. And then after that, Tommy Edmond had 68. Yeah. So, yeah, he pretty much top five war leader in the National League, like I said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he beat so that was that week. Jason was the high scorer last week. He would have beat everybody and by a lot yeah. because nobody else broke 500. And then we've got right. Grace under fire. That's Denise and Springfield Nuclear. That's Tori. Um, Denise won that one 497 to 323. Holy moly, she rocked him. Her high score was wow. Wilson Contreras with 88 points. And then she had Rowdy Telez with 72. Tori had Paul Goldschmidt with a whopping 97, but then it dropped way off a cliff to Trey Turner with just 42 points. So Ooh. very top heavy there for Tori, but Denise was more consistent and won that one. Um, and then we have Brigger Mortis, Brig, That's against the Springfield Isotopes, Zip. Brig won that one 415 to 375. Brig, your high score was Josh Bell with 80 points. Yeah. No, that's had, his high score. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at the wrong side. That was, yeah, that was Zip's high score uh, with 80 points. And you had Jake Cronenworth with 67. Uh, yep. So Zip had a higher high score, but you were more consistent along the board. Bro, because- it is ramshackle at this point. Like, I am scraping to get anytime somebody <laughs> gets dropped on waivers, I'm picking them up. Anytime I can hustle for a trade or bench somebody strategically, I am making all kinds of moves every weekend now. And I knew I was going to catch zip, but I did. I thought it'd be a little closer than it was. I'm really I did surprised. too. Well, so this, so here's a little bit of insight to that break. So his next guy was uh, Jordan Alvarez with 58 points. And yeah. then, but you had, um, I want to clip Luis Arias. Had yeah. 58 points, and then you had three more guys above that with Ty France, Yuli Gurriel, and then Cronenworth. So that's yep. really where it came in, where you, where you got yeah. him with those, those top My guys. pitching sucks. 
Does it? I oh, look at so the bad. real quick. No, it's bad. I made one change. <laughs> Hopefully, I pick up my guy off waivers this week because I made a change that I need real bad. Because, <laughs> like, I'm starting Zach Galen right now. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. He scored you. He scored 12 points for you last week. But. Yeah, well, I need, like, 24 points out of starting pitching. Yeah. Um, and then in mine, I – I ended my losing streak. I beat Jewel. Nice. Um, I'm the Manitoba Man Clowns. He is the big league Chupacabra. I won 445 to 359. He had me early in the week, but I came back and I beat him. Very happy about that. My top score, Brig, are you ready? Yeah. Matt Olson scored 106 (laughs) points for me. Whoa. (laughs) One man wrecking crew. That's got to put. He's got to be in the 600 total points this season already. Though. I'm sure he is. He's killing it. Two home runs, 11 RBIs last week. He had his top score was Jose Abreu with 60 points, and then Jose Ramirez with 52. Uh, so to get to his high score, I had to go down three, three guys. Whoa. Ozzy Albies yeah. had 66, and Tyler Stevenson with the Reds, who is getting to be one of my favorite catchers in the league right now. I'm going to be honest with you, Brig. That dude's so good. So good. good. And on uh, a crappy team, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I think they're going to be okay is because yeah. they have such a good catcher calling games for them. Like He is a solid player all around. And then Trevor Story figured out play baseball again. He he got 39 points. From he that. did. Yeah, he but did. I was very happy about that. He was on my bench for a long, long time. But so there's our weekly fantasy baseball update. If you want to ask us any questions about fantasy baseball, um, contribute your thoughts and whatever you think about the emoji tiers. Think if we got it right or we got it wrong. Or if you have any questions, comments, or concerns or snide remarks for us, you can always jump in the mailbag on baseball together or jump down in the link uh, in the description of every single episode. Um, audio and on YouTube as well. There's a link that will get you to the mailbag so you can submit those there for us. You can also. Click the link and jump on the shop. Take it away, Brig. You can jump on the shop at 9plusus.com or click in the link in the doobly-doo in the description or wherever you're listening. Um, We have Brad's wearing his pirate baseball hat, and I think I saw your Legends t-shirt on. I've got my Baseball Together official podcast t-shirt on tonight and my Baseball Things hat as a nod to a very popular Netflix-originated franchise. Um, we (laughs) We have a whole pop culture series that's been pretty fun. Um, the other thing we wanted to let you know is that you can support us in another way with Patreon. You can jump on. We've got three different tiers, and we added some new cool stuff to uh, the Hall of Fame tier. That's our $15 a month tier. If you want to support the podcast, help us keep doing what we're doing, but also launch into some new projects and new ideas that we have coming up. We would love and appreciate that so, so much. Thank you for listening and all the support you already give right and baseball family thank you again for joining us this week and we will catch you next week